Hey guys, it's Ed. Yes, I'm doing another episode this week. Um, just because the the big stories are just like breaking left and right, and I mean that literally, not figuratively. Um, it's like every time I turn around, there's another big story happening. Um, of course, the the biggest of the big continues to be Roseanne. Um, ABC, of course, decided to cancel the show on Tuesday after Roseanne Barr made racist comments about Valerie Jarrett. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to do this all in one segment. If I have to do two, I'll do two. Um, so basically, it's been a head-spinning whirlwind, what the hell is happening kind of day. Well, couple days, actually. So, in the Roseanne episode, we talked about Sarah Gilbert, how she came out and was just like, this is not cool. Um, We talked about Emma Kinney, who um, revealed that she was about ready to quit the show. Wanda Sykes actually did quit the show. Um, And so, really... um, there was only two more co-stars left that hadn't said anything. John Goodman was caught by a paparazzo um, in his home in um, Louisiana. And so he was asked about it. Of course he was, because he was the male lead of the show. And I don't know if he was advised to just sidestep the issue altogether, um, or if it's like we talked about before in the podcast, uh, that um, him and Roseanne are actually really good friends in real life and he didn't want to upset a friend. Or maybe he shares the same belief. But whatever the case is, he wanted to sidestep the controversy. He didn't want to talk about it. He wasn't issuing a statement. It is what it is. Now, as we've talked about, I mean, Roseanne is is pretty much set. She was already worth more than $100 million dollars from the first go-around. Um, and Roseanne, the sitcom, the original run of the sitcom, has never been out of syndication. And there were a lot of streaming services that were vying for um, the complete series. Netflix had, um, like, those selected episodes that, um, you know, like Seth MacFarlane does for his shows. Um, it, they had that for a while, but nobody has had the complete series until Amazon picked it up. Um, so, you know, as a as a producer, writer, um, and actress on the show, she was set. Um, after, after the original run of Roseanne, John Goodman, Sarah Gilbert, and Laurie Metcalf um, were, they've all pretty much steadily worked um, to various degrees of success. I mean, they've all been successful, obviously, because they they keep landing jobs and whatnot. Um, but uh, Sarah Gilbert um, had a recurring role on the Big Bang Theory for the first couple seasons. She hasn't really popped up later on, but she has The Talk, which is a very successful um, talk show. And I know people are going to like give me the cross eye and say, what the f- are you talking about? Whether or not you like the show, The Talk is very successful. It's, it's never going to eclipse... 
um, The View and Legacy. But you can't take away that it is successful and it's earning all the um, co-hosts a lot of money. Um, John Goodman um, has been in a few TV series, um, but he's done a lot of movie work. Um, And with Laurie Metcalf, she's done a few movies, but a lot of TV work. Um, So those three are considered the big three, um, so to speak. Um, And so they don't really have to worry about it. The kids are all young enough um, that they're going to be okay. Um, If they choose to continue acting, they'll find other jobs fairly easily, probably. Um, Lacey Gorsuch, who played Becky, and Michael Fishman, who played DJ are kind of the two odd ones. Like, neither one of them really worked after the original run of Roseanne. Um, So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, And apparently, I'm going to have to do another segment on this. I will be right back, guys. Okay, I'm back, guys. Um, I I forgot to tell you in the last segment, I'm drinking Sprite and vodka. Um, This Roseanne story is so huge, though, that um, it's not going to be a full episode again because... Honestly, I'm sick of it, um, but it, it will probably be with most of this episode because, again, biggest story in Hollywood, I'm an entertainment reporter, I have to cover it. Um, if you want to read more of my thoughts, and I'll plug this again at the, on the um, very end of the show, um, you can look up Debunking the Roseanne Myths um, on Vocal, and it's on there, it's... It was trending when I last looked, so that tells you something. Um, but let's let's go into more about what is ABC going to do about the show. We we touched on this, um, and we're hearing more um, about this. The fact that Roseanne was canceled actually kind of worked out in Eden Shearer's favor. Eden Shearer played Sue Heck on the middle. And there had been talk about her getting her own spinoff, but everyone was kind of like, hmm, let's just wait and see. Well, now it's being fast-tracked. It's not going to be ready for fall, but it could be in mid-season contention, which is a good thing for her. Um, she's very talented. I really hope it works out. Um, it also could be, mean good news for Kat Denning, who um, had a pilot in contention at ABC, but it didn't move forward. Um, but now they're looking at it again, and they're like, hmm, maybe we're going to go ahead and order this. Um, another li- um, another possible scenario, but not very likely, is that Roseanne actually does continue on without Roseanne. They would rename it. But as I was saying in the other segment, Laurie Metcalf, Sarah Gilbert, and John Goodman are the big three stars. And none of them really want to carry a sitcom by themselves. Um, and, and I mean, it seems silly when we're talking about an ensemble show that someone would have to carry it by themselves, but when you build a sitcom, unless it's truly an ensemble like Friends or, um, Will and Grace, you really need, um, a star to center around. Think about how I, um, How I Met Your Mother. It was centered around Ted. Um... So, in in this case, they would have to center around Jackie, Dan, or Darlene. None of those seem likely at this point because um, 
the big three all have other positions. Um, there's, there is a chance that they could try to build it around Becky. Um, DJ's a long shot. Um, but the, the biggest problem is, is ABC's probably not going to want to keep funneling millions of dollars to Roseanne, and she created these characters, so she would be getting, um, some sort of fee, unless she does the Louis C.K. thing and gives that up. Um... Mindy Kaling and Lena Dunham had to insert themselves into this by offering to write for um, the big three. Um, not that, you know, Mindy Kaling is wonderful, she's talented, love her to death. But it's also kind of like, honey, it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to. Um, You know, if you wanted to insert yourself into the conversation, condemn Roseanne for her words. Um, So, yeah, there's that. I I know this seems really hard. It's because I'm trying to get through everything without having to go into a third segment. Um, Trump, of course, inserted himself into this and made it all about him and how mean the news is to him and how mean the networks are to him and boo-hoo. But he hasn't condemned... Uh, Roseanne's words, which is very telling. I mean, when he said that there were very fine people on both sides when it came to Nazis and um, people standing up to the Nazis. Um, I, I, there was a word for it. I forgot what it is right now. But he's showing his racist side. Let's be honest. None of us are surprised by this. Um, and finally, Roseanne herself is blaming, um, well, she, she blamed taking Ambien, but then deleted the tweet and said, I never said that. I need people to realize what you put out on the internet never goes away, especially if you're a celebrity, and even more so if you're a celebrity in the middle of a scandal. Your words will forever live on. There are screenshots. There are, there is so much damn evidence if you're if you're a celebrity, any kind of celebrity, make sure you know what the hell you are saying and make sure you're ready to stand by it because it will live on forever. I will be right back. Okay, so um, seven or eight segments later, we're finally not talking about Roseanne and it feels wonderful. Um, Anne Hathaway is one of my favorite actresses. Um, she's very talented, a very lovely person. She has her moments where she can be kind of snobby, but, you know, I think that's just about any of us. And I, I, I really truly believe that with Anne Hathaway, she's never really trying to be snotty or nasty or, um, anything like that. I, I really think that she is just being herself. Um, which is a refreshing change from all these other celebrities that we see and hear about. Um, but she was on the Today Show with Hoda Kotobi. I, I never say her name right, please. Um, I, I already know. I, I, I'm going to get blasted again. That's fine. I have 100,000 emails waiting to be opened. Um, and no, that's not an exaggeration. I literally have 100,000 emails um, that I just, I haven't opened yet. 
Um, but, um, so she was on, on the Today Show with Hoda, and, um, I believe she was promoting her upcoming movie, Ocean's 8, which looks fabulous, I cannot wait to see it, um, apparently Anne plays the villain, so that'll be an interesting change for her, um, but, so, they were talking about how she's fat shamed, and I'm just gonna read you her, her statement, um, she says, it sounds kind of sad to say, I just wanted to be able to enjoy my summer and let everyone, everybody know that I'm living in my body and I'm happy with my body. And if my body is different than what you're used to or what you think it should be, that's yours. And my experience is mine and I'm loving it. And that's just such a body, um, a body loving message. And we get so much body shaming, um, gay men, women, um, lesbians, maybe, uh, maybe lesbians not so much, I'm not sure, I mean, they fall under, of course, fall under the category of women, um, but I, I don't know if it's really, body shaming is really big in the lesbian community, um, if someone can let me know, you know the drill, email me at ed at authoredanderson.com, I, I'm very curious about that, um, um, and, and straight men are starting to get it a lot more now. Um, they used to be the one demographic where they didn't really ever get that negativity about their bodies, and now they are. And part of me wants to say, um, turnabout is fair play, but I, I really don't think we should be shaming each other about our bodies. We should be helping encourage one another. And, um, I know that sounds really sappy, and you guys aren't really used to that for me, but it's true. Um, you know, I, I had an ex, and if he's listening right now, I just want him to know he no longer exists in my world, um, and he needs to not message me on Growler anymore, um, but I had an ex who hated skinny people. Now, keep in mind, up until a certain age, which, um, I've never really talked about this before, but... I'll I'll talk about it a little bit now, and we'll go more in depth in a different episode. Um, maybe if I can figure out how to do the co-host thing, um, me and Mandy can do a do a show again, and and not crack up. Um, but um, uh, by the way, Mandy has her own podcast now. Mandy's still amusing. Please listen to it; it's fabulous, just like her. Um. Anyways, but before I turned 21, like, before I left high school, I never really weighed more than 100 pounds. And then after I turned 21, I started putting on a little bit more weight because my metabolism slowed. Um, And, you know, I used to be able to eat, like, three, four plates of chili fries and four or five slices of pizza, and it never hit me. Now I look at a pepperoni on a pizza... And my pants are too tight. Um, and I just want to, you know, I know a lot of people don't like her. Like I said, I, she does come across as kind of snobby and whatnot sometimes. But I just want to really say thank you to Anne Hathaway for, for owning her body and owning her truth. She needs to be saluted for that. I'll be right back. Okay, so 
I'm back, and let's talk about this Drake and Pusha T feud. Apparently, it goes back 12 years, at least 12 years. Um, they've been uh, insulting one another via song, and it's almost like neither one would have a career without the other. It, it kind of the same way um, as Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. You know, the difference is the N-word is used a lot more. Um, and and this, these are black men. And, of course, Betty Davis and June Crawford are white women. So I'm going to keep my comparison. Because it was an epic feud. No one really quite knows why it started. Um, and one party, Pusha T, it seems to be the one... Who keeps it going? It just seems like this time he's got a little more traction with with his uh, um allegations. So one of the allegations that he made in his song was that Drake has a child, a son, with um a porn star. Who he was linked with last year. Um, in January of last year, he was linked with her. In May, she claimed that she was pregnant with his child. He denied it. He, um, well, his team denied it. But I would, I would pretty much say if, if his team is denying it, that order is coming from him. Um, anyways, back then it was, you know, this is a woman with a very questionable history. Um, you know, we... If, if the child is Drake's, he will step up and take care of the kid. Um, but this woman has admitted to having multiple relationships, so on and so forth. So, over the weekend, it was, it, it was a holiday weekend, so the gossip cycle was very slow. Um, as I said at the end of the... The episode I did on on, on uh, the holiday gossip episode, I didn't expect there to be anything. Like, you know, the Roseanne story was big, um, but I didn't really expect anything else to hit, and the strict Pusha T stuff hit. And it was, it was timed so perfectly that I almost wonder if... They're not, like, if Pusha T's team is just not geniuses. Evil, evil geniuses. Um, Drake is still saying that he doesn't believe that this, um, the, the boy that the porn star gave birth to is his son. Um, but allegedly he's been taking care of him financially. Um, and Pusha T revealed that this was all going to come out when Drake, uh, when Drake's um, collaboration with Adidas came out. It was like going to be one big sweep of press, and it it didn't quite work out that way. Um. So Kanye or Drake, rather not Kanye, Drake. Um put out a response to the diss song where he just put Pusha T on blast. He blasted Kanye. 
Um, and, and Kanye is in his own controversy for buying a photo of Whitney Houston's alleged um, drug den and using it for cover art of one of his protégé's um, CDs. I mean, it, it, that's really messed up, and I don't want to get into it because Kanye. Um, but you, with, with Drake and Pusha T, you kind of see, you can kind of start to see. Pusha T is definitely the Joe Crawford. Um, you know, Drake is more liked, he's more successful. And Pusha T, I think, for just wants respect. At the end of the day, um, he just wants Drake's respect. He wants, well, he wants everyone's respect. But I think he really is seeking it from Drake. Um, how does this beef end? I don't know. I, I'm certainly hoping that we get some more good stories out of it. But I'm hoping that it doesn't turn out to be a bad situation. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Um, so as I said earlier in the in the episode, um, I I wrote an article called um, debunking the Roseanne myths. Um, I'm not going to go into that um, because you can go to Vocal Media and read it. Um, you can Google it. You can go to Vocal. Um, Whatever you really want to do. Um, I have it on my Facebook. I have it on my Twitter. Um, if you're looking at it for on my Twitter, I'm at author ed a. Um, so whatever the case is, it, it's there for you to read if you want to. Um, but, but I do want to kind of talk about the Roseanne controversy just a little bit more um, with the added development of Samantha B. So... If you don't know, I love Samantha B. I think she's wonderful. She's right on target. Um, and, and what I really especially like about her is, yes, she's liberal. But she puts both sides on blast. And I think that's very, very imperative in these, um, in, in these times. Um, so Roseanne, of course, tweeted, um, about Valerie Jarrett, um, and and it was a very racist, very, just horrible, horrible, horrible tweet. Well, Samantha B. um, on her show Full Frontal, did something very similar. Nah, it wasn't racist, um... But some people could argue that it's sexist, even though it was against another woman. Um, she, during a segment on immigration policies and how um, children are being separated from their parents at the border, she called on Ivanka Trump to get her dad to say something. Or to, to, her dad to stop this. Um, and her basically what she said was, Ivanka Trump, you feckless, see you next Tuesday. Um, if you can't figure out what that means, talk to somebody. Somebody will tell you what that means. Um, it, it's a, 
it's a very nasty word that is used as a slur against women. Um, and so right after the segment aired, people were up in arms. And there are some Roseanne supporters who are calling for Samantha B to lose her show because Roseanne lost hers. And one of the points I made in the article that I think just really needs to be made here, one, Roseanne had a sitcom. Samantha B has a political talk show. She is supposed to stir up controversy. Not maybe this way. You know, she, she definitely went too far here. And she's since apologized. TBS has apologized. Um, you know, last time I predicted the show wasn't going to be canceled. I was completely wrong. Um, so I'm not going to predict that the, the show's not going to be canceled. But what you have to look at here is there's two differences. Um, you know, some have argued, well, Roseanne was on Twitter... And, you know, there was no time from the time she wrote the message to the time she had hit send. But Samantha Bee's show was scripted, so all these people saw it, and nobody thought it was prudent to um, take that out. Here's the thing. This is the first time... Samantha Bee has had her own controversies. But this is the first time where... Um, she's used a slur. Um, but let, let's just take this one step further. Rosanna is a known racist. Um, she has gone after former Obama, um, aides before using the same racist insult and as one commenter on uh, on the deadline story um, pointed out, women do seem to have more of a license to use the c word than men do. And part of the reason why Roseanne, um, the the backlash against Roseanne was so strong, is because she's a white woman, um, and, and she was attacking a black woman even if she says now I didn't realize she was black I thought she was white which makes no damn sense at all she knew what she was saying she's she's just throwing every excuse at it and that's another point that I made when you when you lie you know it's a bad joke I didn't realize she was white I was on Ambien um you're you're not doing yourself any favors. You're cluttering it up. Samantha B owned hers. Said, "Yep, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ivanka. Please forgive me. You know, and, and that's the end of it. Roseanne just keeps going, and and not only does she keep going, but she keeps retweeting the same racist bullshit that got her in trouble in the first place." Because now she just feels like, hmm, my, my sitcom's gone, my, my source of income is gone, so I don't care. Which tells me she was never sorry to begin with. With Samantha B, at least we know she was sorry. No matter what you think of it. That's going to do it for me for today. Um, if things continue to swirl out of control like this, there, there very well could be another episode. 
this week. I'm not going to make any promises. Um, but until we talk again, cheers. <laughs>